Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hi everyone, good afternoon and welcome to Backchat. Welcome to Yogaberry, your yoga for scoliosis community. I'm Christine Jaregiberry, for those of you who don't know me yet. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, I specialize in yoga for scoliosis and I generally love talking about this topic which is why I have this show um, every Wednesday afternoon, this is UK time, so if you ever want to join us live, um, you can do so, of course, and join the chat, ask all your questions, and I'm not sure why I'm wearing my headphones today, because I don't actually have a interview guest, um, so it's just me talking today, and I'm going to be talking about um, adult scoliosis, scoliosis in adults, and yoga, of course, because I am a yoga teacher, so I do want to make sure that I Stay on topic, of course. Um, and if you are relatively new to the show, you will know that um, I love talking to experts and people that um, have their own kind of specialities within this topic of scoliosis. Um, so we had some great ones over the over the last few weeks. So do make sure you look back at some of these as well, because they are some amazing, amazing resources. But as I said, today we're going to be talking about um, adult scoliosis, scoliosis and adults and yoga, of course. So if you are here live, come and say hello, feel free to join the chat, um, type in where you're from, where you're tuning in from. This is a community. So we do want to, I want to make sure to make this relevant, of course. Um, and if you've got any particular questions, and I did, I always love getting your um, questions on Instagram as well. And um, those of you who don't follow me yet, it's yogaberry.scoliosis. Um, and yeah, I, I love to kind of connect with you and I love to know what you, what is important to you, of course, because I know what's important to me. Um, so Katie is saying hello. Hello. Thank you so much for tuning in let us know where you're from of course so before i dive into the the topic i just have a couple of things that i wanted to mention um one of them is that i'll be taking a summer break um over the month of august so some of you who are joining my weekly class you know this of course already because i've been talking about it um i'm hoping to get to germany uh, which is my home country so fingers crossed that that will happen it's going to be nice to see my family I haven't seen them for for a very long time um so that will be nice if corona rules allow of course we'll, we'll be able to go that means there won't be any back chats for about six weeks time we'll be back in september so make sure to use this time maybe to look back at some of, I've been running this for a year now. So there, there are some really, really amazing chats that I've had with 
um, Dr. Lani about osteoporosis. Um, we've got um, Dr. Fishman, obviously. Um, we've got Jen Gorman was here. Last week we had Elise Browning-Miller. We had uh, Deborah Wog. Um, so we had some amazing people here on this live show. So make sure to have a look around at some of the, the older chats as well. So the other thing I just wanted to mention is that I've got a little summer sale going on at the moment. And it's um, one of my very popular courses and it's more of a mini course. So it's, it's very, very affordable. I'm offering it at 29 pounds only. Normally it's 49 pounds. And it's a great way to, um, to get into this practice and start adjusting your yoga poses. So you'll get a, a video every single day and get some prompts as well to um, adjust it for your curvature. Lovely, there's somebody else is saying hello. It's uh, Nina or Nina, if I'm saying this right, saying hello. Good, so let me give you a little tour. Um, sharing my screen here so let's see if this works so it's called 21 days love your spine and if you've been doing my instagram challenges on uh on instagram obviously <laughs> then this is kind of where i got the inspiration from for this course because it's such a great way and on the instagram challenges again if you don't follow me follow me at yogaberry at dot scoliosis on there i usually run them for about um, for about a week or so, and we have a, a different yoga pose a day, little prompts, and then you can do the pose. Now, this is a much bigger version of this, as you can see. First of all, it's 21 days, and it's also on this course platform, which you can see here. So it's divided over three weeks, as you can see there. So if I open this up, if you have a look at the module here, You've got your seven days, so you'll get an email every single day, or you can just log in whenever you want to. And then for each day, there is um, um, a little video. There, there are short videos just for a pose, so you can um, you can you can do your pose. Oops, threw me out here for a moment. And then at the end of the week, you've got a full practice video here, which is about half an hour long. And then you've got a downloadable practice as well, so you can print it out. So this is just that one week. And this is obviously the same for every single week. So every single week has got nine lessons, which you can complete. So at the end of it, you will end up, so here you can have the little summary here. So it's 21 yoga poses with adaptation for scoliosis. You can do it if you've got a fused spine or if you don't have a fused spine, um, there'll always be different um, prompts and variations, some, some tips, obviously, as well for scoliosis. You can print all your practice plans afterwards, and you can keep all that access to all the practice material for as long as you want, really. So, um, yeah, that's the, the mini course. And at the moment, as I said, it's £29 only. And this is until the 18th of July. So it's just over a week that you can get this. So you'll find the, the link in the description. So make sure to um, sign up for that now if you are interested. As, as afterwards, of course, I, the price will go back to 49 pounds, which it was before. 
still a very good price, I have to say, for all that material that you're getting. Good, lovely. So um, just checking the chat here. So Katie is saying, I'm Katie from India. I'm having scoliosis. It's a mild thoracic curve, but it's very irritating as there's too much discomfort in my back all day for 24 hours a day. Um, yes, I think a lot of us can empathize with this, Katie. Um, and in my opinion, it's it's not kind of the 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 uh, the mount or the the cop angle the severity of the curve which relates to how much pain you are in um, i've seen people with very very large curves a lot of my clients have got big curves and then have small amount of pain and they're looking more to kind of when we're working together that it's more about uh, making sure the scoliosis doesn't get worse strengthening and um, building up that support really and then there can be people who have got small curvatures and have got huge amounts of pain and really feeling that imbalance so um, yes there doesn't seem to be a a direct correlation which is good news i guess um, because it doesn't mean that if your scoliosis is getting worse that it has to be more painful as well but obviously we want to find those ways to make sure um, that we're not in pain. Lovely. So Tatiana is saying good morning. Hello. As a regular of this show, so nice to, to see you back. So I'm talking about adult scoliosis um, and yoga today, or yoga and adult scoliosis, however you want to put it. So Katie is saying too much heaviness in my back all day um again yeah can anyone relate to this is that it's it's almost like you're wearing a, a heavy backpack all day long especially i find this um yeah with with scoliosis with those muscle imbalances we have to bear in mind that what's happening is that our body has kind of uh, it's got to resist the pull of gravity all day long and it would actually be really interesting interesting i'm just thinking about this now how would this be um you know if you're not in gravity uh how what effect would this have on on the body and um, how would the the scoliosis kind of how would it develop interesting interesting thought right um so gravity really is can be our friend in yoga i, I really love um working with gravity in my yoga practice there's a way that we can use gravity but really when we're kind of just in day-to-day -day situations sitting standing um being upright it's really when that that gravity can really work against us when there is an, an imbalance the spine takes us over to one side the muscles start to grip and pull even more taking us more into the scoliosis creating this vicious vicious cycle that just kind of gets worse and that's how the scoliosis progresses so it is super important that we're using our practice to create balance to kind of bring us back home to bring us back to a place where we can reset um, and yeah where we can where we can make sure that we're out of this whole spiraling situation 
and um, finding a little bit more lightness. So, Katie, I think you put it put it lovely with the, the, that image of of heaviness. I know I added the backpack, but you you mentioned the heaviness. We want the opposite, right? We want lightness. We want um, energy. We want um, freedom, really, freedom from that whole kind of pulling us down and taking us further into it. Good. So let's talk a little bit more about adult scoliosis. What does that even mean, right? So to me, first of all, um, if you are an adult and you've got scoliosis, that is adult scoliosis. However, um, it very much depends, like the, 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 the official or the medical terms really, really depend on when your scoliosis has started, right? So this is really important. So, so just think about this and maybe you can think back about when have you been diagnosed with scoliosis? So this is like the first thing I would ask if an adult comes to me for a private session um, on Zoom or, or in person, that's the first thing I ask them is when were you diagnosed with scoliosis? Because that gives us a lot of important information. Um, it can be very different if you've been diagnosed in your teenage years, which would be more the adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, or if you've been diagnosed in your 50s, right? And the scoliosis was discovered when you're in your 50s. Now, this brings me to the point, obviously, that it could well be that the scoliosis was there already. Um, you're in your 50s. Scoliosis has been there, but nobody has kind of diagnosed it. Um, does that mean you maybe had adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, but nobody noticed it, right? So there are some things that are even more idiopathic, meaning nobody knows about this. But it is really, really important that um, if you're working with a specialist or if you're working with someone, you kind of you give as much as information and even if you think that's not important um it is important it is important when this has kind of first been diagnosed and is that very often specialists will be able to tell if even if you've just discovered the scoliosis if it's already been there or if it's a new one and uh, kind of the new adult scoliosis is called de novo scoliosis. Um, and that means that there wasn't any history of scoliosis before, but it's more of a um, de degenerative kind of condition that usually happens later on in your life. So after, you know, after your forties, maybe after you've, you've been through menopause, um, everything can start to degenerate obviously it's all very often linked to osteoporosis as well um so bone density or loss loss of bone density again i've got a fabulous interview there with dr lani check it out about osteoporosis she's so knowledgeable and um she's written an amazing book as well and she you know she has got if your question is about osteoporosis she's the one to to go to really um, but that degenerative scoliosis happening in in older adults is very very often used or um, sorry not used linked to osteoporosis 
Um, and it presents itself quite differently to scoliosis in your younger years, because this is again why it's so hard to say uh, these are the, the best poses for, or these are the best exercises for scoliosis, because they are also different. So how old are you? When were you first diagnosed? These are really, really important um, pieces of information that, that we kind of need in order to be able to find the best things to do. And as always with, with the yoga, it is to find um, balance. So Tatiana is asking, uh, where's my cursor? It's here. What is the best balance poses for scoliosis? Tatiana, do you mean the best poses to create balance or do you mean balancing poses as in standing on one leg? Um, so that, you know, this is the, any pose, I believe can be a balancing pose at the end of the day, because we can use it to create a little bit more balance and whatever that means for us, it might mean that there is a difference between right and left. It might mean um, that muscles work differently on one side to the other. So we can pose use poses to address this, maybe doing them one sided or maybe doing them slightly differently on on each side. Um, energetically, we can create a little bit more balance. So have you maybe had some days where you're like you're waking up and you're already feeling exhausted? Right. So yeah, this I have got two small children. This happens very often to me <laughs> that I wake up. I'm like, oh, this life is, is you know, it's it's hard. It's draining. Um, it's it requires a lot of energy from me. So I, for example, uh, if you practice with me, you know this. Um, I go on about Shavasana and the importance of restorative yoga and the importance of relaxation and creating balance in this way. If your life is quite hectic, if it's quite, um, yeah, if there's a lot of fire energy, it's always go, go, go. And, you know, you like your tick boxes and all of that. You can create balance by calming down, right? By practicing active relaxation. And that's very different from sleep, by the way. Um, but I suspect, so sorry, I've gone kind of into one direction here. I suspect that Tatiana maybe means balancing poses as in terms of um, balancing on one leg. I don't know. So, uh, for example, you know, I, I love all, I love most of the balancing poses, meaning standing on one leg for scoliosis, because it, it, it highlights what's happening in our bodies, right? And, and this is really why, again, why I love yoga and practicing mindfully, because it, uh, you can't hide anything. It brings out anything that is imbalanced. It really shows you what's going on. For example, uh, tree pose, so standing on one leg, um, is, is a great way to notice how one side of the body is working as a piece compared to the other side. Um, 
your center of gravity when you shift it over to one side how might that be different when you shift it over to the other side and really amazingly interesting for Soraco lumbar curves in my opinion so if you've got one large curve or even if you've got a double curve but one of the curves is bigger if you have an s curve but it's quite balanced between the thoracic and the lumbar and they're quite similar then you might not have such a problem with this this specific thing for you it's more about lengthening up of course um but if you're quite one-sided and i'm actually i've got a um a nice instagram post which is coming out today um i think i scheduled it for about now so maybe it's already up let's see just gonna have a little check no it's not up yet so it might be at five o'clock that it's coming out um but you were i've drawn a line basically on that that person who um was very imbalanced first of all and her whole weight was over onto one side even though her uh, S-curve was actually quite balanced but her center of gravity had shifted over to one side very much and um, towards the end of the practice it was really you can see the difference it's it's centered you can see how differently she stands and it's not because I told her to stand any differently it's because she found her center again so um again coming back to that tree pose standing on one leg this can be really really useful in these sort of instances where you're maybe not aware that all your weight is over on one leg um, rather than using both legs equally okay so tatiana is asking i have a c curve left c curve so on what what leg um, should I stay longer? Mm, I, I, I would experiment with this. So obviously, if you have a left thoracolumbar curve or left C curve, most of your mass, your weight is um, kind of over onto your left side. Now, I don't know you, obviously, I can't, uh, I haven't seen you. I, I'm no, I know you from this chat, obviously. But sometimes what happens is that people compensate by leaning over to the right instead with the upper body. Or um, they have kind of found their center, but they have all their weight over onto the left leg. So how can you find this out? I would be in Tadasana, so be in, in your mountain pose and simply start to shift your weight over from one foot to the other. So explore a little bit. How does it feel to bring the weight more onto the left foot? And then how does it feel to bring it more onto the right foot? And experiment a little bit. If you kind of start to keep shifting over from one leg to the other, and then make the smaller, make it smaller, make it smaller until you find that place where you're balanced, where you've got both feet pressing down um, at the same time. That's really where you want to be. Now, I could say to you to balance on your, you know, if you have all your weight all the time on your left foot, then balance on your right foot all the time. But I don't think that's quite the right approach because you might just be compensating slightly differently when you are in the pose. So you might use your hips, you might use your upper body to 
to create some weird, uh, well, not weird, but to create some sort of, um, yeah, some some compensations really, because what the body is always trying to do is have your eyes level to the horizon, of course. So you're much better off doing both sides, but try this Tadasana, which I mentioned. So the, the mountain pose shifting the weight over from one side to the other, and then find the place where it's equal amount of, um, of weight. Uh, Donna Fari calls this yield, yielding into the ground. So you're actively pressing the, the both feet equally into the ground, which creates a rebound effect and we're lengthening through the crown of the head. This can be a really, really powerful, really, really nice practice. If you're working one-sided uh, with your tree pose, I would have a look. So you've got a left thoracolumbar curve, of course. So your right side, your right side is slightly shortened. So you want to bring that left convexity always in towards the midline. Now, actually, I do think um, again, you should be practicing both sides. When you shift your weight over to the left side, can you still lengthen the right side? When you shift your weight over to the right side, you're already kind of in a slightly better position. So there might be some argument for if you are a beginner, if you're just starting it out, that you do a little bit more on that right side. Um, however, as you get more experienced, use both sides and just practice them slightly differently. As always, a long-winded answer, Tatiana, but there you go. Okay, so um, Kaldeep is asking, oh, saying hello, first of all, I'm from India. Upper back scoliosis, uneven shoulders, upper back, uneven shoulders. Okay. Um, yes, very common, right? And we're talking about adult scoliosis, so I'm, I'm a I'm hoping or... <laughs> Well, not hoping, but um, I'm assuming that you are an adult. And as we've got, as we have established that that's important to know, right? Because also what we haven't talked about is, is obviously um, when you are still growing, there is a lot more going on um, in terms of the, the changes that can happening. So if you are still growing, there is more of a risk of it getting worse. There's also a better chance of, of kind of correcting it along the way or, or, or making it better. Once you don't grow anymore and you call yourself an adult, this means that usually things are quite settled unless you have a very progressive type of scoliosis, which, which is obviously, unfortunately, this can happen as well. So if you have quite a severe scoliosis, for example, um, there are some statistics about this, but they that they do get worse um, by a degree or so every year. Now, I, I don't like this sort of statistic because there's too many variances and there's too many people, um, there's too many differences. It depends on how active you are. Are you, are you just sitting at your desk all day not doing anything? Are you super active and you're kind of you love doing lots of sports and you're you're very body aware and you 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 know you do all sorts of things and you have a severe scoliosis? Does that mean that it will progress for you? No, probably not. 
So, um, and there are some unknown factors, obviously, as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it will progress in, in that level. And so what, what can we do? What, what can we obviously actually influence um, when we're an adult? And that's, that's another thing, obviously, when you're an adult, um, medical professionals do not take as much interest in you with scoliosis. Sorry to say, but that's just the way it is, unless you are so progressed that you're going towards surgery. So um, that's just a fact, right? Because they know that there's not that much that they can do from their side if it's, if it's not about surgery. So don't be offended, basically, or don't be surprised if you go and see your health professional, your doctor, your GP, I don't know in which country you are, obviously, and you're listening, um, that they might just, they might not give you an x-ray, they might just say, look, you've got scoliosis, there's not much we can do about this. Right. So back to you, basically, what can you do about this? that's what's interesting and that's what's important and this is really why i'm here and this is why i i'm talking about this topic and um making sure that we have got the the information that we need and be able to to make create a change and making sure it doesn't get worse because nobody wants surgery nobody wants it to get worse of course so um I did have a question here on Instagram from uh, Pitani Mudra is her name. And she was asking, she said she's got, uh, she, she's got scoliosis and um, she wanted to know if she can, if she can help her scoliosis or if she will uh, with yoga or if she will need surgery. Now, obviously, I said I, I don't know because I don't know her personally. Um, so you, you obviously need to check out your, your health professional um, and make sure that you talk about this as well. There is a certain degree, um, and usually I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say roughly over 40 degrees is when they talk about surgery, right? And this is a cop angle of 40 degrees. So that's kind of the, the borderline. Wherever you are, this might be higher, the threshold might be higher, um, but really under 40 degrees. If you are an adult, it, there shouldn't be any talk about surgery. Now, if you're a child, that's obviously different. So teenagers and children, if they are already approaching that or slightly below, there will be, um, people will keep a very close eye on, on how this obviously develops. But this is kind of the, the rough um, guideline when, when you're an adult. Again, you need to make sure you talk to your health professional about this, of course. So Tatiana is saying, thank you, you're welcome. Um, some Schross therapist said that child's pose is not good for scoliosis. What's your opinion? Uh, it depends, uh, Tatiana, and uh, it really depends <laughs> Sorry, this is always the, the answer, right? It depends on how you practice it. It depends on how severe your scoliosis is. 
if you have a kyphosis, so if we are, as I was talking a little bit more in the beginning, if you're falling into the category of degenerative adult scoliosis, so you would diagnose later on in life, um, there is some degeneration of the spine going on, uh, you've got osteoporosis, um, you will not want to do a lot of forward bending and stretching in this way, right? So child's pose is if you're, depending on how you do it, if you have your arms alongside the body and you're kind of, you're just rounding into the upper back, we know what we know about scoliosis is that um, forward bending brings out the maximum amount of rotation in the, in the scoliosis as well. So yes, anything where you round your spine, you're also gonna rotate a lot more. So does this mean that you are not allowed to do child's pose? No, I don't think so. Again, unless there are very, very specific reasons because it, like I use it to, uh, for breath awareness, to breathe into the back of the body, to soften the shoulders, to open out the back of the body again, energetically, it's nice to stretch the lower back as well, but it might not be appropriate for everyone. So generally for scoliosis or, or, or degenerative um, scoliosis, where we don't want to do a lot of rounding, how about you do an extended child's pose instead? So have the arms reaching forwards and bring the hands onto a block. Uh, onto two blocks, sorry, to make sure that there's less rounding in the upper body, but there's a little bit more lengthening and elongation through the through the spine. So that might be a way around it. So I do know why they would say they don't like child's pose for, for scoliosis. It's because of the uh, flexion in the spine. It's because of the rounding of the spine. Um, but you know that again that depends i don't like it when they say it's it's not good for scoliosis because you are a person right you're you're not scoliosis you are a person and yes you might have scoliosis but your situation might be very different from somebody who's in their 20s um you know is a high level athlete and has scoliosis or it might be different to somebody who's 79 and has has a degenerative scoliosis with osteoporosis, already had some fractures. No, they don't want to do a lot of kind of rounding, all of that. They don't need any of this. They need to open through the front of the body. They need to open the chest. They need to make sure they don't go into this kind of um, kind of contracted. Uh, position that we associate with kind of with with old ladies that are starting to become smaller and smaller. No, we want to lengthen and open up. If you're very young and super flexible, maybe slightly hypermobile, then I wouldn't want to kind of open this whole area even more because it's already probably very open. And this is a good point as well. Again, um, the difference between um, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, so diagnosed in, in teenage years and diagnosed later on or developed later on, there might be a difference 
in um, how that scoliosis has developed. So we know that the vertebrae are slightly, they develop slightly differently during that, during those growth periods where the front of the spine grows quicker than the back of the spine. So they're already in this some extension and maybe you identify yourself with this population as well. Um, or it might not be the case. So again, that doesn't necessarily, so it doesn't mean that um, nobody with scoliosis should be doing child's pose. So that's my, that's my take on that one. So as always, it depends. So if you've got a specific example, of, of course, for me, so that's what, what I would be asking. I would be asking, when were you diagnosed? Um, how old are you, of, of course? Um, is there anything else going on in, in your body? And again, I can't stress this enough. Scoliosis comes often with other um, conditions as well. So it's really, really important to to build up the, that whole picture to make sure we have all the information be, before we kind of start to um, to recommend things or to, to kind of put together or, or say uh, you should be doing this three times a day and um, you should never do this and you should only be doing this. So we need that that full picture. But make sure that you, you do, so if you are, again, if you are um, older and um, you've, you've just been diagnosed with scoliosis, then get your information about osteoporosis as well, because it might be going hand in hand and there might be some overlap as well there. So, um, and Dr. Lani in her interview, she was mentioning as well, forward bends and twists are usually for osteoporosis, they're the tricky ones. So forward bends and twists. Now with scoliosis, obviously we say all sorts of bends and twists we have to be mindful of. Um, but yeah, again, they're the, they're the kind of, the more, the trickier um, poses usually that we maybe have to, maybe just dialing it back or practice, practicing a little bit more mindfully. Good, so let me know if there are any other questions about this topic. Uh, I think I did kind of go through what I, what, what I wanted to go through about this topic, that it is really important um, to differentiate, you know, and, and really kind of check what exactly is going on. If you are, um, relatively new to this topic or if you if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration how to practice again then i've got my summer sale at the moment for my 21 days love your spine so these are different yoga poses and they all focus on lengthening of course they're all designed for people uh, with scoliosis now i keep going on about how difficult it is to recommend poses, of course, but there are some that are better than others. So yes, some of them will be more challenging for you. Some of them will be easier. Some of them will be new. Some of them will be familiar. 
but the whole point about practicing yoga is that you get to know yourself right and that you uh, start to understand what works for you and what doesn't work for you so that's why i'm i'm doing what i'm doing that's why i've designed this this course for you as well to 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 get you to become independent so that you don't need other people telling you what to do right um i might be shooting myself in the foot here because obviously i do want people to practice yoga with me and i love it when you come to my weekly classes and stuff um but self-practice is really important and self-practice is the only way to really um find the things that work for you personally um, for your scoliosis curvature and for anything else that might be going on in your body good guys so i'm going if there's no other questions i'm going to leave it at this for today um we've got still next week and i completely forgot the topic for next week but there is a topic um so make sure to to come back next week for another chat let me just quickly look it up because this is um bugging me now because after that we've got our two weeks break obviously okay so this is about the topic for next week is is what every yoga teacher needs to know about scoliosis so this might be interesting if you're teaching yoga but it's also interesting if you are a a student and um you want to go to a group class so it's really important to know what um yeah when you're going into a group class because not every yoga teacher will have huge amount of of information about scoliosis so it's, it's important that you know what to kind of look out for and, and what to do and what not to do Good. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. Hi, said Thanks. Thank you so much for your comments, for getting involved, for chatting with me. And I see you next week. Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.